Hi, welcome. A little late today. There was a little flood situation in my house, but everything, I don't know, maybe under control. I don't know. The plumber will be here tomorrow to tell me. But how is everybody's night going? I'm sorry I'm a little late. Hopefully you guys are here. So we are on episode number 18, 90 Day Fiance. Hey, Judy, how are you? Hello, Leanne. Can everybody hear me? Yeah, episode 19. Tonight was the finale of the 90 Day Fiance OG. Hey, Judy. Hi, how are you? Um, I hope everyone's having a good night. So apparently there was a flood situation in my house, so we're, we're working on getting that flood situation under control. I'm not in a room that is flooding right now currently. Um, DD, where you at? Didi's going to join us tonight. Kara, possibly, possibly not. I'm not sure. But this was the finale. We're wrapping up this season. We're going to head into the tell-all um, next week. Um, and there's a lot going on with the 90-day world and um, Happily Ever After. And whether or not Nicole and Mahmoud are going to be a part of that because a lot of people don't want them to be a part of it. So we're going to talk about that a little bit too. But Um, so yeah, we're going to get into it, um, because there's a lot to talk about. Hello, I miss you guys. My, um, Tampa friends, Jennifer, the, the big blended family. I miss you guys. Hey, hi. how are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I've been better. I've been better. I noticed that one of the bathrooms downstairs was flooding and there's water everywhere, but I'm okay. I'm okay. You know, so the plumber Lord yeah the plumber will be here soon and we'll try to get to the bottom of that but i'm not gonna let a little bit of water get in the way of my my plans right it's not even dirty water it's clean so i was like you know what i'm good you know it's clean i'm good you know I, it could be much <laughs> worse right i know right so what did you think of the finale tonight tonight was the finale i wanted to get your um raw reactions um we saw ashley's wedding um we saw Nikki and Igor Justin break up. You know, I wanted to get your reactions. What did you think about this finale? Was it what you expected? Were you surprised? What What, what were you feeling? Wasn't enough drama for me. Really? <laughs> not even with Ashley ugly crying? There wasn't enough drama? No, not, not really. I mean, we already knew that, that it was, um, they got married during hurricane season. And then she was going to um, swear up and down that she's a witch, she's a Mother Earth, the Mother Earth is going to do what she says, and yada, 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 the blah, 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 boring stuff, like always. Did you um, notice she was doing her her readings of the tarot cards, and she was like, I don't know what this means. And I was like, but don't people pay you to tell them what that means? Because she was like, I don't know, maybe it's saying it's going to rain, maybe it's not. I was like, Ashley what the hell like you're supposed to know what this means this is your job you charge people money to read their tarot reading and she was like i don't know it might rain maybe not and i was like you sound like the news like they do this a lot here in florida like um they'll tell us like for instance this past hurricane season they closed everything all the schools we went and bought all the water they said it was going to be horrific and we woke up the next day and nothing happened like this happens a lot like i don't know like the further south you are you're probably more used to this and when i used to live up north they did it too 
Like they would tell us that it would be a horrible blizzard. Don't leave the house. They closed the schools. We couldn't leave. And then we wake up the next morning and it was just really cold and nothing happened. Like it happens all the time. But I figured with her gift, she should have been able to know that, right? And even the, the hairdresser was like, did you look at the Doppler radar? Like she didn't even think to look at the Doppler radar. Like Ashley annoys me. Like for real, like Ashley annoys me. She doesn't Ashley. even take the... Ashley is a Ash, Ashley is not a witch. I don't know how many times I gotta keep saying this. <laughs> Ashley is not a witch. She's not of uh, that um what you call it clairvoyant. She's not a clairvoyant. She's not a witch. She don't know that ain't nothing but a lie. I mean, I am gonna say this. One of my good friends, um, her name is Juliana Fisher. She's a medium. She's a clairvoyant. And she tells me things that are really, really accurate about my future. Like for instance, I was invited to a yacht party this past December and I went to the, I was driving there and there was like a really bad um, parade route situation and I was really late. So I reached out to her cause I was like, maybe I'll turn around cause it was in Tampa. I was all the way in Orlando and I didn't know if I was gonna make it before the boat left the dock. And she said, so I called and I was like, hey, can you tell me if I'm gonna make it? And she was like, I see you on the boat. And I drove there and I got on the boat and within like two minutes of me getting on the boat, it, it left the dock. So I was like, I do believe that people have these gifts. Yes. Ashley, not yes. so much. Yes. I, I mean, how many times have I done said it? I have a friend. She's a really good friend. She's a legit witch. So, I mean, you want to, if you want, you want to, you want to meet a real legit witch. Come on. I don't. I don't. I'm kind of scared. Like, honestly, I'm kind of scared. Like, um, I don't know if I want to, depending on the situation. Oh, I have a question. So what do you feel about rain on your wedding day? Because there's been a lot of people in Twitter, um, well, I think they call it X now, who are saying that it's either good luck or bad luck. What is it to you? In my opinion, I think it's bad. What do you think rain on your wedding day is? It's just raining? You don't think it has anything to do no. with your marriage is gonna fail or anything you think it's just the weather no i mean it rains all the time um i mean i i you know like i grew up um listening to or hearing like um at a funeral if it rains the day you're buried is because you are uh a very awful person that's a lie i mean i've been to, to funerals where the people were amazing they didn't do nothing you know, nothing intentionally to hurt anybody. They were not mean people and it rained. So I guess it just is all in like what you believe in and what you, you know. I mean, yeah, I was taught to not be superstitious, but I was also raised in Louisiana in the deep South. So some of it is just, it's like instilled in me to be superstitious, like the mirror thing, breaking the mirror um bloody mary like in re-raising louisiana so close to new orleans it's hard for me to not fall into the superstitions like i was taught if you see the bride before the wedding the wedding is is destined the the marriage is destined to fail like that's that was one of the superstitions and also rain on your wedding day is a is a negative thing like that was part of the superstition where i was raised but i don't i think that superstitions are they're based on where from I think as well like a lot of times where you were raised the things that you were taught to believe vary by the the region you were in because I know somebody said in the chat just now I think it was Portuguese princess said um 
rain is good luck. No, Coco said it. Rain is good luck. So, and a lot of people said that. They said if it rains on your your wedding day, it's, it's considered good luck, depending on you know what you believe. What do you think about Manuel and Ashley's um, wedding? Because he's she said forever, and he said this is more of a twenty year contract. Um, and I, I, he's he was joking, right? Joking. Um, Man was not joking. Come on, come on, like. Whenever I, whenever I seen the, um, okay, well they've already been together for what, ten years, okay, it's gonna take another what, at least five years for him to get his um residency, five to ten years. Yeah, he knows what he's doing, and he also said, whenever they got, whenever he, him and the guys were getting in the car, he said that, um, he he has to marry her because it um it would be throwing everything he's worked for away yeah i caught that too i caught that too it wasn't for love it's because they put so much time and money and effort into it it was more so like well i can't give up now kind of like when we were watching love in paradise remember and um matthew told what's her name i can't remember her name that it was going to take like two more years and she's like well we're already two years deep you know so i can't start over now with someone else it was kind of like that type of situation like, yeah. well, I can't start over new because we're too far into this and it will take me too long to find somebody else and do this process again. So, I don't know. Out of all the couples, I think Ashley and Manuel are probably the most destined to fail just because they don't have anything in common. And he actually fixed his mouth to say, like, mind your business. You know, stay out of my business. If I want to talk on the phone with people, get out of the room. You know, I want to have my own separate life from you. Like, all of the red flags are there. And then Mother Nature herself sent an entire tropical storm to try to warn her. She was like, it doesn't get any bigger than a tropical, I mean, I guess a hurricane, a category five would have been bigger, right? But like she sent an entire- They would have been standing right there on the beach. Well, married. that's what I, I, you know the meme where it's like a hurricane and there's some reporter and he's like reporting and he just flies away. Yeah. He like literally flies away. That's Ashley. <laughs> Ashley would be like, no, this is meant to be. She's like standing in the eye of the hurricane. She's like spinning around in the air. She's like, nope. I don't see any red flags at all. This is exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. I'm going to marry this guy. Like, that's how I feel like Ashley is. She's the different type of delu delusional. She, like, doesn't see any of the red flags. Everybody around her can see the red flags, but it's like Ashley is just like, no, this is exactly what's supposed to happen. The tarot card said it's, it's, it's good. We're going we're gonna to roll with the punches, right? Yep. So... so I'm, I was surprised whenever we, whenever like, because I know um, the tell-all starts, uh, bleh, can't even get my words out today. The tell-all starts um, next week. I was surprised to even see them sitting there on the couch together, to be honest with you. Really? You didn't because, think we all, because, because we already know that Manuel's married. We already know that this is a plan to get the rest of his family over here. And the aunt he says is the aunt i think that's his wife or family uh, of yeah, his I, wife maybe just family because you know he happened to have a cousin who's already here and he's got like a big family presence in the new york area which is kind of interesting that there's so many already here. family right <laughs> right it's, it's really interesting that his goal <laughs> was to come over where everybody else already is and he happened quotation marks happened to meet ashley who's in the same state, you know, in, in the, the same region. Same town. Right. right? Like, it's, it's really interesting. <laughs> and I think that it's non-coincidental. So I want to talk about text message breakups, because this has been a real big subject over the past, 
I don't know, however long we've been texting, decades or whatever. Well, how do you feel about a serious relationship where the person sends you a text and ends that relationship? No phone call, no face-to-face. And I also want to ask a follow-up after that. Do you feel like all breakups are warranted for a face-to-face interaction? So first of all, is it okay to break up with somebody through text message um, or, or not? No, I mean, breakup through text message is high school crap. I mean, who in the hell is in high school to be breaking up over text message? And what was that other you said? A follow-up text? What, who yes. who the hell is going to do think, a follow-up text? You, like, what the hell is that? Do you think that, that it's a face-to-face <laughs> breakup is the only acceptable way to break up with somebody? Yeah. So yeah. What about ghosting? Do you think it's okay to ghost someone? Are you? a two-year-old <laughs> no i'm just no i'm not saying that i would do it i'm just saying like how do you feel about ghosting someone like say you meet somebody they turn out to be an a-hole and you hate them would you still give them the respect to break up face to face or would you delete their number out of your phone i would give them i would give them the respect because ghosting and texting break up text and break up go by ghosting somebody no no so because i I believe in karma so if you do something like that to somebody it's gonna it's gonna come back and bite you in the butt yeah i agree with you and justin igor decided to send a lengthy text to nikki the nikki and he broke up with her and apparently they had gotten into a big fight and she said that he was using her and she revealed something to us tonight that we didn't know. I think we did know, but she revealed it, and we really let it sink in and grasp it. He hasn't been working this whole time. We, what do you think about that? Well, right, I figured as much. We saw that he was driving a Beamer, and he he redid his bathroom, and I was like, well, if you don't have a job, who redid your bathroom? The Nikki redid his bathroom. The Nikki bought his BMW, and apparently his car broke down. The first thing he did was he called Nikki and said, I need money to fix my car, and I guess. After all these decades, you know, they've been messing around for 17 years on and off. Nikki's always been the one footing the bill for everything. And she finally said, no, I don't want to continue sending you money every time you need it. I don't feel like it's equal. That was what caused him to break up. So do you feel like Nikki has been a sugar mama for 17 years and she just did? Oh, duh. She didn't know. She knew she was a sugar mama. She knew. She just didn't want to accept it. She knew. I mean, if you're in a relationship with someone who doesn't have a job and you pay for everything and they have a house, they have a car, you pay for their food, you pay for their everything, you're some form of sugar mother, sugar father, sugar mama, daddy, whatever you want to call it, sugar baby. We learned sugar baby from um, Jasmine. Like, you're some form of that because a relationship I, and I know people will disagree, old school people. I know back in the day, um, it was the responsibility of the man to take care of the woman. If you propose to her and you marry her, then you take care of her. She doesn't have to work. This is 2024. No relationship is you taking care of another person all the time. Like, I get it. You're supposed to have each other's back. And if something goes down, you know, you always will be there to help come up and take care of them for that situation. But it's never supposed to just be one person relying on the other. And I feel like Justin, he definitely got his money's worth out of this situation. And unfortunately, it took Nikki this long to realize that she was just the silent investor in her relationship, right? Like she was the investor in Justin's 
goals and in his life and in his happiness. And that was it. He didn't want a relationship. Well, you, I think you're the one that brought it up to me when we were watching it. You said it's really odd that he, she applied for a K-1 visa and it doesn't look like he has any plans to actually move to America. Isn't that what you said to me? Yeah. It, it, I mean, who remodels remodel on their house if they're planning on moving across the world to another country it or was, even down the street? I mean, who would want to start remodeling a house? Well, right. What's the point? <laughs> I mean, I mean, actually, Jennifer might say differently because I know she sells houses. Um, it, it, you can get more money for a house if you remodel it, but if you're planning to leave the country, I don't see the point of remodeling anything. You just sell it and take what you can get and you leave, right? Like, I don't think that he was looking to flip it. And it was also interesting because he was really interested in how his friends in Moldova reacted to Nikki. And I was like, well, that's kind of irrelevant because Nikki's going to take you back to the U.S. with her. So your friend, their opinion of her is irrelevant, right? Like, if they like her, cool. If they don't, cool, because you won't be interacting with them anymore. Thanks. Because exactly. you don't live there. But in my opinion, there was never any option of Justin Igor leaving Moldova. His, let's be real. Andre from Andre and Libby had lived a very different life in Moldova than Justin Igor does. Like the life that Andre was living was very, very, very third world poverty. And I feel like Justin Igor is over there living like a male Kardashian almost. Like he's, he's not working. He's wearing nice clothes, driving a nice car. He lives in a nice place. You know, I Getting feel like- surgeries. Well, right. And apparently the internet says that he's had more surgeries than just his face. They said that his, his backside is fake too, which I didn't know that men were doing that. How, how do we feel about what? men BBLs? Yes, men are doing BBLs. Do men are doing it. Like, how do yeah. This? How do we feel about this? Is that weird? Is it not weird? Is it 2023, nothing is weird? I know that women are doing these BBLs and, you know, they look, I don't know, I was going to say they look nice. Some of them look nice. Jasmine, I don't know. Yeah, right? yeah. Some of them like, some Jasmine of them look is, nice. Jasmine looks like, <laughs> I don't even want to get on Jasmine's. I mean, that's I a whole different subject. This is the way I feel, I feel about it. This is the way I feel about it. It, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not going to say anything bad about anybody doing anything to their body that makes them feel better about their self. If that's what they like, different strokes for different folks. Yeah, true, true, true. I mean, if, if that makes you feel more confident, if that if that helps boost your self-esteem, then go, I mean, then go do it. Will I ever do surgery? Heck no. Mm -mm. See, I'm down for surgery. Like, I feel like my nose, I, I've talked about this already. My nose is big. I would definitely narrow it down a bit. You know, I'm all for it. You know, I, and I don't judge people for having surgery. If, like you said, if it makes you happy, if it feels a void in your life and, and it will make you your self-worth and self-love and self-esteem go higher, I am 100% for it, you know? But let's be realistic. Who do you think paid for Justin's BBL? The um, <laughs> no, Nikki. Well, yeah, Nikki and his other sugar mamas. Well, yeah, okay, so yeah. Do you think that he was so easily ready to break it off with Nikki because he has other women lined up that's sending him money? Because wouldn't it be weird to to break off your source of income for so long? Because I was like, why would he, as long as she's back in the US and he's in Moldova, he could continue to pretend like things are fine because, or do you think it's when she refused to send money for the car, that's when shit hit the fan? Yeah, because I mean, she 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 um, refused to send him money that, um. 
she's probably out of the all the sugar mamas that he's got she's probably his biggest um his biggest um part of his income well the most they've taken a lot of trips this is really funny because i knew about nikki exotica and justin probably three two or three years ago they came up on my for you page and they were the um I think they were called like the real life Barbie and Ken was the Instagram page or whatever. So this was before 90 Day Fiance. And I saw their page and I thought they did look like a real life Barbie and Ken, actually, I'm not going to lie. And she said back then that she was trying to get on 90 Day Fiance. And I was going through the in Instagram page. They were in so many different places, all these trips, all of all this money spent, all these resorts. I remember seeing a video of Justin cooking Nikki breakfast in some mansion. And I don't, maybe in the Maldives, it was somewhere nice, somewhere that I can't afford to go to. And I'm just thinking all of this money, and let's, let's be realistic, who paid for that trip? The Nikki. Nikki. The Nikki. And I think at this point, <laughs> he's drained her, right? I feel like Nikki doesn't have anything else to give. I think that he's taken her for all she's worth. I think at this point, he realized that he couldn't get anything else out of her. So it, it made no sense to continue this because there was no more money. Like the well was dry and he's got to move on to the next person. Well, yeah, and then she's already applied for the, the K-1 visa. And what really caught my attention was, why would her lawyer tell her not to stop the K-1 visa if they're no longer in a relationship? Is, See, I was wondering is her that too. lawyer really say that, or is that Nikki trying to hold on to the fact or to the idea that he may change his mind? I think that's more so Nikki because she was like, people change their mind and people get into fights. I think that she's holding out for hope that things are going to come back around, like he's going to change his mind. But I think the, the second that she refused money is when he came to the realization that he ran his course with her because she's always been the one to send the money. She's always been the one to pay for everything. And I think when he realized if she's not going to be funding my life, there's no point of her being in my life. And I think that's where he had his change of heart. And I feel, I'm not going to lie, I feel a little bad for her because I think in her mind, this was a real relationship. Even though us on the outside looking in, every single person involved, we all know that this was never real. We can see it, you know, because we have no invested value in it. So we know that he was We've using We've seen it from the very first episode that this was a train wreck. This, yeah. I mean, they're like they're like oil and water together. Seriously, Did you I see mean, at the tell-all that he was on the screen and he said the door was opened for their relationship. Did you see that? So, do you think that Nikki started? She probably sending started sending him money that again. That was my first clue too. <laughs> I was like, maybe she was like, "Hey, I'm gonna fix your car now," and then the door all of a sudden swung back open, and now there's all this opportunity for reconciliation and i don't know I, I want nikki to be happy but i also think oh yeah portuguese princess um how did she's talking about how nikki walked into the tell-all did you see her entrance where she had somebody carrying her dress she looked good didn't she i felt like she looked good yeah i mean that's one thing that i've that i have always said you know gays are like you know gay guys and transgenders transgenders they, they i don't know they, they even though they're gay or they're trans but they have like the perfect body their makeup is always on point their hair is always on point they look fabulous 
Like, I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm well, jealous. One thing that Molly, Molly from 90 Day taught me, she was like, every woman needs a gay best friend. You know, and they, it's for their, to help them dress, to help them their, with their hair, to help them um, with their makeup. You know, and if you look back, all of the famous, powerful women, um, they all have a team of gay men who make them yeah. look amazing, right? Like, yeah. they don't go nowhere without their team. And Molly said that back on an interview I did with her years ago. She was like, you got to have your gay best friend. They got to go everywhere with you. They have to make, she's like, you have to make sure that they are, they're available and ready because they are going to make sure that you look your best and you, you, you feel your best. And it's true. I think you ask any woman, especially a famous person who has to look their best and, and go places and be seen, they don't go nowhere without their gay best friend. Like that's a given. Like that, that person is more than just a best friend. They're a makeup artist. They're a stylist. They're a, a, a therapist. You know, they're there for them in so many different ways. And I think Nikki was probably more than just a sugar mama for Justin. I feel like she was more of like a, a support, like um, an anchor for his life. And unfortunately, he used her for it. You know, he walked all over her. He took every every advantage that she gave him and he, he pocketed it and he, he left her with nothing. And I feel bad because she literally gave everything she had for that relationship and got nothing. You know, and, and people are going to argue with me because everybody goes back to the fact that she didn't tell him, you know, that she was trans in the beginning. And a lot of people feel like that's an unforgivable, it's an unforgivable situation to be in. But I still feel when he did find out he had every opportunity to walk away, which he kind of did. But then when he came back, you know, to hurt her after that, I feel like is a double, it's a double stab in the back. Like, yeah, yeah. you you found out you were hurt, you could have walked away and never spoken to her again, then you let her back in and then hurt her again. Like the second time is just like a a rehashing of the wound, right? Yes, exactly, exactly. And then her, you know, by sending him a text, begging him to give her another chance. Like what, excuse me, why? I need her to work on, yeah, I need her to work on her self-esteem for real. There's no reason why she should be begging this man to be with her. And I, I get, you know, she's explained to us a lot throughout the show, the struggles it is for a trans woman to, to be in a relationship and to feel valued and loved. But let's be real, like she did everything in that relationship to deserve and demand respect and appreciation and she didn't get it. And I, I just want her to know her worth. You know, if you're, you bought him a BMW and he don't love you, he just don't love you, right? Don't be begging nobody to be with you. You are way, you're way too, you're up here. You know, like you got to believe that about yourself though. And I think her issue is she doesn't believe she deserves real genuine love. And I think that's, that's something that she's got to hash out with herself. Cause we all do, regardless of your background, who you are, if you've transitioned or not, whatever, it doesn't matter. You all, you deserve to be loved genuinely and truly. And I feel like she sometimes forgets that. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so Donna, I'm gonna comment on that because I felt the same way. I forgot all about Devin um, and um, Nick. They were at the tell-all and they were sitting there and man, I forgot all about them. Didi, did you remember um, Devin and Nick? Barely. I was forgetting all about them. I was thinking they were from last season because it no. seemed like they was only there, on there for like two times and that was it. It was very quick, but they didn't have much of a storyline <laughs> and I forgot about them completely. We did get through 19 
18 or 19 episodes and I think they were only in five or six but I'm I was not, just like when I, watched I don't episode, remember seeing them on there very long because they were the most boring people on there there was no there was no no drama there was no nothing other than her crying at the table with his parents well yeah that was it that, that that's it that's all we got <laughs> we didn't get much so when i saw them at the tell-all i had almost forgotten that was this current season because i was like oh what are they doing there they were on like another season but no it was this one that's that kind of gives you an idea how long we've been on this season too because this was thanksgiving christmas new year's and now here we are about to go into march and we're still on the same season isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yes. I'm glad this one is this one is is about over. Yeah, I, I this really one am. is is winding down, and I feel like this one lasted. Somebody on on X said, "Oh wow, this season is finally ending after two long years." And I feel like that. It's been a really long time. We've been struggling to get through. There's been minimal drama, and I think that's part of the issue. You know, there hasn't been much going on, and the storylines are getting weaker and weaker. And we're trying to to follow along and keep our attention. And it's hard. Yeah, this, Pineapple says this season has been 108 years. I feel that way. I feel like, like people have, yeah, people have lived and died and we are still on the same season, right? Like we have, we've seen people's kids go to college and we're still on the same season. It's been a long time, but oh, so I want to talk about Annalise. She, she did show up to the wedding, which was a cliffhanger from last week. Did, were you surprised? Or did you think that this was like production? No, say, no, I wasn't surprised. I knew she was gonna she was gonna show up because her and her mom has a plan, and the plan, so plan you, is. I mean, you have been about, in for some years. How do you feel just about staying in conversation that she had with her dad? How do you feel about that? Because she she called her dad. Um, we we visited this earlier in the season that her dad didn't know what she was doing. He thought she was over here working, and she's actually over here not working. Um, and she dropped on her dad that she's got a boyfriend, she's engaged, and she's married in the same FaceTime call. So how do you feel about her trying to give her dad a stroke? You know, how would you, okay, so I'm going to put yourself in her dad's shoes. How would you feel if your child called you and they dropped that information on you? What would you, how would you react? I don't know. I, would you be upset? I, I would you be upset? I wouldn't act right. I mean, I wouldn't act normal. I can tell you that. You, I mean, would you be upset or would you be more hurt or or is it just a bit of all of it? Probably a mixture of both because you know they they didn't have they didn't trust me enough to come and tell me about it. You know. Well, but, also her dad didn't have the option to be a part of it even through Zoom. He wasn't a part of any of it, and I feel like that's robbing mm -hmm. your parents of their given right you know to be a part of these big moments of your life your parents earn that you know they brought you here they raised you they have the right to be a part of it you know exactly but her and her mama's got a plan because her mom knew about it or knows about it so the only one the only one that wasn't in the loop was her was her dad i mean apparently her sister knew about it too yeah yeah it was just her dad that she was keeping it from and i mean i saw the reaction that he gave it wasn't a good reaction he was there was no reaction at all you know there wasn't any happiness no congratulations no i'm happy that you're happy there's none of that it was kind of like i love that someone brought up patrick and thais thais's dad kind of reacted the same way he was just like so you want to marry this guy cool i'm not cool with it you know it wasn't it wasn't i'm happy for you it wasn't i'm glad you found someone but even being when okay so when you're 
raising children these days, is it important that you approve of the person that they settle down with? Like say one of your children comes to you and say they're gonna get married. Um, is it okay to reject that person or reject that marriage? Or, cause I'm seeing a lot of this um, nowadays, especially with overseas families, they're, they're rejecting the person before they even meet them or, or the little bit of information they have on them because maybe they're not um, of the same culture, of their same religion, or they don't fit in with what they wanted their children to do. How do you feel about that? Is it okay to dictate who your children can settle down with? No, because of the reason that I'm not the one that has to live with them. I'm not the one that has to put up with them. At the end of the day, as long as they treat my children well, my children are happy, they're healthy, and they're not put in any kind of harm's way. If that's who my children wants to marry, whether I like them or not, I'll be cordial. As long as my, my children are happy, I'm happy. See, that's how I feel too. Oh, Portuguese princess, you're right. Thaisa's dad knew that Patrick existed. She, he didn't know that Thais was going to America to marry him. She told him that she was going there for a trip. So yeah, she, Patrick existed to Thaisa's dad, but he also didn't like him. He didn't feel like he was serious um, about the relationship or about his daughter or whatever. And he, I mean, he eventually came around. She told him after the fact too. I don't know. I feel like telling your, doing that to your parents is so wrong because it's their right to be a part of it. You know, because I can, I can show up to an event that I don't endorse <laughs> and still be there to support, you know, like there's a way that you can support someone without condoning their behavior. You know, we see this all the time. Like I see people um, who get arrested for stuff and then their friend goes and bails them out or whatever. That doesn't mean that you condone what they did, but you also want to be there to support your friend, right? Exactly. You're not saying that exactly. they did with the right thing, right? Like, so it's like, I don't know. I feel like taking that right away from the person is kind of, it's low because especially for a dad, the dad usually walks the daughter down the aisle. He's like a very big part of the ceremony and the, and the, it's a life event for both parties, you know, the dad and the daughter, because, you know, in, in marriage, no one gives away the son someone gives away the daughter, you know? So it's it's a it's a very traditional cultural thing for that. Well, I'm a little confused about something. Okay, from the time that they came on the show, they kept saying that her dad didn't know anything about Clayton. But, yeah. but tonight, she asked her dad, do you remember him? He does no Clayton but they made us think that they've never met he doesn't even know who Clayton is but he does know Clayton well yeah I, I noticed that but Clayton has been over to her country before but we were watching this this show before and I remember one of the couples they told the dad the guy was a friend or no you know what not that it was Jenny Jenny went over to India and she stayed with Submit and his parents and Submit told his parents that she was a friend from the USA, but it was actually his fiance. And I was like, maybe it was one of those situations where Patrick, or not Patrick, um, Clayton met her dad, but was introduced as someone else. But they she said that, that she said from the whole, I mean, from this whole season that her dad didn't even know that he existed. 
he that's why he was had a big problem with it because remember whenever him and his friend they met for the first time the one that he's been playing these games with for all these years and they finally met and face to face yeah. they were even talking about that um clayton was clayton and him was talking about it because he was like he didn't know how to handle the situation because her dad doesn't even know he exists he doesn't yeah. know it's, who clayton is yeah, that's so now I'm totally, I'm totally confused. So does he know him or does he not know him? I don't know. I'm assuming that he's met him. He's seen him in person before. That's, that's, he has seen him in person before. I'm assuming he just didn't know who he was. Well, not who he, what, what his role was in his daughter's life. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Also, Pineapple, I am not the person who bailed Mahmoud out. Uh, I'm not. Um, I don't think I would. Honestly, that's like a whole moral issue for me. I don't, but you know what? I'm glad it wasn't Nicole. I'm gonna say that because a lot of times in these situations that happens, and then the the person that it happened to is the person that bails them out, and that's a whole nother conversation. Though. Let's let's not get into that. Yeah, yeah, that's but, a whole nother conversation. But no, wasn't me. Was not me. Oh yeah. So um, the the marinara dance um was I thought it was really sweet of Clayton to learn a traditional cultural dance from where she is from to do at the wedding. I thought that that was very inclusive of him to do, you know, to make her feel at home because her family couldn't be there. So, and I, this isn't the first time that this has happened on the show where people do a, a traditional um, dance or part of a ceremony from where that person is from their region to make them feel more comfortable. I can't imagine what it's like going through these huge life events without your close family. Oh, I know what I want to ask. We saw Rob and Sophie get married and I'm really wondering where Rob's family is. Where's his mom? Where's his dad? Where's his, like no one was there. And I, and I mean, Sophie only had her mom, but at least she had her mom. Where's Rob's mom? Why wasn't she there? Why were we not introduced to her or anyone else other than his sister on this whole season? And also, what did Rob do that his family doesn't want to be in his life? Like, I have all these questions, right? Does, does that strike you as odd that he could do a whole season of a show and we met no one related to him? We met two friends that he's made along the way in L.A. and that's it. And tonight was the second time we've seen the sister. Yeah, the sister has, she showed up one time to meet Sophie. And I remember that. And then she showed up for the wedding itself. And it's like, why is he so estranged from his family? Okay, Portuguese princess says maybe they didn't want to be on TLC on TV. Possibly. That's true. You know, some people are very private and they don't want to sell their soul to be on TV. I get it. Because once you put yourself out there, that information is there forever. And the internet is forever. And I get it. It's not something that everybody's cut out to do. So you're right. I want to, we should give them that benefit of a doubt that maybe they didn't want to. Well, Coco Puff says maybe his family knows he sucks. <laughs> That's how she feels. I mean, I don't know. It's just really weird to me. Like if I was to get married, my mom and dad and sister, like everybody would show up. Even if I didn't invite them, they would show up because we're family. Yeah. You know, so it's just really weird when I see these types of events happen and there's no, there's no one that shows up to be there to support you. I don't know what, I can't imagine what I could ever do to make my family not want to be a part of those type of events in my life. That's just my my feeling. I, what can I ever do to make anyone not want to be there? Wait, Pineapple says mom was there. 
she was the lady that was standing next to the sister, they showed her name and said, Rob's mom. Wait, I missed that. I guess I, I missed that too because, well, I don't know. I was um, watching it and I was um, in a group message that someone else was supposed to be in. <laughs> texting. Yeah. I wasn't in it because I was trying to watch the show. Y'all were blowing up my phone the whole time. Okay, so my bad, guys. I, I guess Rob's mom was there. I My bad. I didn't see it either. I, I missed it. So that makes me feel a little better about it because I was like, whoa, is he really suck that bad that his mom didn't even show up to the wedding? But she did. Okay, good. That makes me feel a little bit better because I always, I always felt that Rob and Sophie's relationship was probably doomed from the start, you know, only because, I you know. Like I still say it's doomed. They're so different, you know, and I don't really see what brings them together at all. Like, honestly, you know how <laughs> even they say opposites attract, but I feel like they're from opposite planets or worlds or universe. Like, I don't know what's keeping them together. Every time they're together, they're fighting. They don't see eye to eye on anything. And he's sick of her thinking that plumbing is indoors. And I'm just trying to figure out what do they have in common? Can we talk about the, the elephant in the room? Like, I mean, I may have been like texting on, I may have been texting, but I did stop when I heard her say, when I heard her say this, that she feels safe and taken care of when she's with Rob. Yeah, I heard that too. Maybe. What? I, I got nothing. I got nothing. I don't know why she would feel that way. Um. I got nothing. I'm sorry. I, I can't. I can't explain that. I don't know why she would feel safe in Compton or taken care of in an apartment that doesn't have a bathroom indoors. I don't know. It's it's confusing to me, you know. But a lot of stuff that happened this season was confusing to me. And I know that she wants to to live over here in the U.S. and this is the process of doing it. And we know that she and Rob are in Texas right now. Somebody said. I'm not going to say who. Somebody said that they heard that Rob and Sophie are going to be the surprise couple on Happily Ever After. Now, this is allegedly. We don't know if it's true or not. But if that probably was the, true. It, it probably could be true because, you know, um, they took Muhammad and um, Nicole off because something, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what, but um, TLC was pretty much given an ultimatum. That they were gonna have to pay. They were gonna pay consequences if they let them on the show. Well, I heard that they might not be on this. They're not after all. on the show. They're they're fired. Are you TLC, sure? TLC's not putting them on there. Interesting. I heard that that was the goal, but I didn't know if they had enough time to make it happen you know because it takes editing and they are they purchase a certain amount of episodes and they purchase a certain and ads are purchased to air during those episodes so once that's done it's kind of be difficult to change you know that so i think that it's a good move you know honestly we got to we got to stand up for what's right and a lot of people are saying well why did they keep big ed around and angela too you know angela did go to nigeria and, and attack michael's vehicle Right, like so, it's interesting how they. Oh, and do you remember Caleb and Alina? Caleb and yeah. Alina. Um, there was a situation where some old posts came up that were on the racist side. Right, I'm pretty yeah. sure they were on the racist side. 
And they aired all of their episodes. They just did it all in like one episode or something. But they aired all of their um so how do you feel about that? They're they're removing Mahmoud and Nicole, but they, they still aired Caleb and Alina scenes. What's the difference? Maybe um I'm thinking what the difference is is because there's so many people that's outraged by how TLC is is doing in a lot of different in a in a lot of different ways because TLC is almost promoting that it's okay to treat people, you know, disrespectfully. It's okay to, you know, come on TV and belittle people or abuse them or you know, whatever it is you want to do, it's it's okay. TLC is no longer TLC doesn't have the same respect it used to have. A lot of so, people are getting where they don't respect TLC anymore because of their actions. So do you remember we were watching Chris and Jamie and there was a scene where Chris was sitting in a van yeah. and Jamie was standing in the doorway of the van and Chris reached out and shoved her back and slammed the door, almost slamming her in the door. A lot of people felt that that should have been grounds for removing her and they still let her come to the tell-all they still let her participate how do you feel do you feel like these events have built up to the fact where tlc is now being forced yes to take to take action honestly, because it's yes honestly yes because how, how are you gonna be the um tlc which originally years ago when tlc came out it was you know it was like the learning channel yeah tlc used to be a family channel mm -hmm. and it's them went from being a family channel to disrespecting people abusing people yeah. like you know um uh showing you know people that you can do whatever you want to do whoever you want to however you want to and it's okay with them yeah. so now they've probably had they've probably had so much backlash that like you just said, they're being forced to make decisions. Well, I, I I feel like they've had a lot of incidents. Oh, and now I'm thinking about when Jasmine found out about the photos, mm -hmm. there was a physical altercation. In that yeah. scene, I think I think what you're saying it's leading it's like a, a climax of, of situations where they can't stay quiet and pretend like it's not happening anymore they have to take a, a, a stand on either side. Like, are you okay with it or are you not? You know, and I think that they've been kind of pretending to have like an invisible fence where they don't have to be on either side of the fence. They haven't really acknowledged it. And I think this one, because I think this situation is the only one where the police and the, the law has been involved. Like the other situations, you know, they didn't call the cops. Jasmine didn't call the cops or Jenny didn't call the cops, whatever. Um, this situation is it's getting a lot of attention because it's out of the network's hands. Because a lot of times when something happens when you're filming, if you contain the situation, you know, you can keep that situation under the roof of wherever it took place. You don't have to, everyone doesn't have to know, the law doesn't have to get involved, but now that the situation is out of the bag, they don't have the, the convenience of controlling the narrative of what happened because now the story is gonna to be told by, you know, the media, the law, the complaints. Yeah. And I think it's really crazy that we've come this far without them taking a stand. And it's, it's kind of, cause you know, we had that situation where with Jeffrey, 
back in the day um, where we yes. found out a lot of information about him. Granted, none of it happened on the show. There wasn't anything that, that happened. happened before he went right. To the show. Which also made it look as though they knew about it and were okay with it, which is also, you know, it's not good. It's not a good look. And I can't, we don't know how the network feels. We're only making opinions or suggestions of what we think. We don't know if they were ever okay with it. We don't know if they knew about this beforehand. I, in my opinion, I don't know how you wouldn't, right? Like, I don't know how you wouldn't know about it. When you're, when you're going on a reality TV show, they do something called a television entertainment background check. And they run everything from criminal to credit to a house that you bought, a car that you bought, your um, delinquent payments, if you file for bankruptcy, um, Google searches. Like, I don't see how they would miss anything. So for them to say that it slipped through the cracks would be very, very difficult for me to believe, right? If it slipped through the cracks, then whoever they hired to do the job didn't do their job. Well, right. Right. I mean, you can't really hide anything. And it's like, I think a lot of people are learning the hard way. You can't hide it because I think, you know, that OnlyFans situation with Rob came out where he, I guess he thought that he was just going to hide that he was doing that two years ago. Like you're going to go on a nationally aired and actually this show is aired in other countries as well. So we're, we're talking about a show that is aired in multiple countries around the world. Um, and no one's going to know something that you were doing two years ago. Like, and I think a lot of people are learning the hard way that once you sign up for the show, everything that you thought was private is no longer private. Like they're going to, someone at home is going to find it and they're going to post it and it's going to be everywhere. And I think a lot of people are yes. learning the hard way. There are so many Reddits now that is not even funny. Like they, they can find stuff that you're like, how in the world did they find that? Or, I mean, like, years ago, they digging up stuff. It's like... <laughs> yeah, they can find it. And the internet is, is a infinite place of knowledge and information. And it's it's a blessing and a curse, right? Like, it's a blessing and a curse. And I think a lot of people are running the hard way. Like, oh, they're like, oh, I'll just go and do this TV show and pretend like the stuff that happened 10 years ago didn't happen. It doesn't work that way. And even if you, um, what do you call it, scrub your social media, there's something called media scrubbing so like when a person becomes a celebrity and it happens overnight they pay someone to do a media scrub of the internet like they'll delete their old social media account make a new social media account they'll have like certain google search stuff removed and taken down even with those being done they can still find things right like they still find it yep. like it's always going to be there that's why i always tell people the internet is such a crazy place because once you post something five minutes later you could delete it it's everywhere it's it's there's always another copy it's like with the unlimited um icloud is what i think it is it's like it's an unlimited icloud give them long enough give them a little bit longer mark if you got something they'll find it what did he say <laughs> no they ain't found nothing on him <laughs> give it some time somebody yeah, will yeah, figure give some time. <laughs> so oh yeah so sam and citra they got married um his brother was the officiant and believe it or not, after all of the waiting and converting and changing his life around, they did not um, consummate their marriage that night because they were literally in a room with her entire family, which I can understand that. It would be super weird if they were doing that. Um, so they skipped the first night, but they did make it 
to do it on the second night. And they chose the laundry room. So let's get a little weird. Um, so what's the deal with the laundry room? Is this like something new that I wasn't aware of? Is this something that people are doing? Because the laundry room where I live is very compact and it, it doesn't look like it would work. So like, is this something that people are doing or is this just because they didn't have anywhere else to go? Well, first of all, <laughs> they went to the laundry room because his dogs were in the bed with him. I mean, can't you like put the dogs outside or something? I mean, like, and then it was... This was supposed to be her first time she's supposed to be a virgin well even sam said it he was like you didn't seem like you didn't know what you were doing yeah so that's yeah, a, like, whole nother, um, that's a whole nother subject right there so i don't think she's that that virgin that her dad was selling to sam i think that she's she's had her little time you know i think that she's she's done some stuff oh i don't know I don't. I don't even know what to say about that well, one. I, I don't. Says the washer and dryer does have that vibration, so I guess they're. So does that make it like a threesome? Because are they a part of it now? Are they like a part of it now? Like now, what? Like so, are the washer or would that be a foursome? Like, oh my okay. gosh! So like, are, is there like other? Do they count? So now, no, I don't know. Wait. Oh yeah. Pineapple. So, pineapple. You don't need to say that she's pregnant because we thought the same thing about um about um david's girlfriend too and she wasn't oh, pregnant yeah. she had just gained a little bit of weight she I wasn't see, pregnant. pineapple i've seen the photo that you're referring to on x and i hate saying that because it sounds like it's something dirty i like to just say twitter i don't know why they want to call it x when i say the word x the letter x i feel like it's something bad but i saw the picture that you're referring to and she did appear pregnant the the shape of her stomach because you know she's very very thin and petite so, but again, I like to refrain from calling a woman pregnant without any proof because that can be very, very offensive. So I try not to say that about someone because, you know, that's, it can be hurtful. You know, maybe it's just a bad angle. Maybe and she yes, wait. Exactly. It could be the way she's sitting. It could be the, the clothes she's got on. Cause I mean, I, I mean, I, I look fat so Sometimes depending on what I'm what I'm wearing, how I'm sitting, and I show sure enough ain't pregnant. So, so we saw that <laughs> Sam was at the tell-all, so that would mean he's not in jail, right? Because he said that it could be up to two years. So, if he didn't get a diversion program, we wouldn't have saw him at the tell-all. So, I'm assuming it's good news, right? Is that the assumption? I think so. I mean, um, everything that then you're know, seeing him on the tell all and then everything that's been so far posted on social media don't look like he went to jail. No, it doesn't. It, it kind of looks like he went to the diversion program. Like at the end, it said that he resubmitted his pro his paperwork for the diversion program and then he was gonna wait six weeks. I'm assuming that he was put back, I don't know back, but put into the diversion program and things are gonna be fine, is my assumption. I, I I just assume since we physically saw him, hello, bestie. Hey, my bestie's in here, guys. Hi, Kim. I'm assuming Hi, that since we saw him on the tell-all that things are good. And okay, so unimportant, but we saw that Jasmine was flipping out at the tell-all. Is it me or is Jasmine always ready to break up with Gino no matter what the situation is, as long as there's a camera running? <laughs> I don't know what I'm watching it because I was like, we know and and knowing what I know now. Because I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know what to say about that, George. I don't I don't even know. We know for 
for a fact that Jasmine is, remember we were talking a week or two ago that she was in Florida and they weren't together. Um, she is back in Canton, Michigan. There was a photo of her with a fan in Michigan at a Dollar Tree, ironically down the toothbrush aisle. And so we know that she's back in Michigan, which is where Gino is. So I think that whatever rough patch they were going through has, has, it's fine. It's patched, right? Because she needs the money. She needs money. She needs she needs Gino to sign that on wheel. She needs Gino to sign everything over to her. So when I think of Jasmine, it reminds me of. Do you remember Julia from Brandon and Julia? Every time she yeah. got mad, she was like, "I'm gonna leave you and go to Russia." I'm going to leave you and go to Russia. And I think that Jasmine is like, I'm going to leave you and go back to Panama. And I, I think that it's like, well, who said that? Um, Portuguese, it's all bark and no bite. Like at this point, I feel like it's just empty threats. She's not going to go, yeah, I go Russia. I go Russia. Exactly. And it's like, she's not going to go back. But she also wants to establish dominance over, over Chino and yeah. show him that, you know, hey, just because I'm here doesn't mean you can keep me, but I don't think that she has any intentions of leaving him. Um, I do I do know that she was, they were separated for a hot minute. We're talking weeks, maybe even a month. So whatever happened that specific time, I mean, I can tell you what I heard happen. This is all alleged. So I know that you guys already know this. Gino's ex, the one that he sent the new photos to, um, is a porn star. She's like a legitimate porn star, like who's been in many, many porns. So is, is it porns? Pornos, pornos. And she had been in a lot of movies. And um, the situation happened where she was at a Comic-Con for porn and like where you could meet her. And there were like little stickers with like her face and her name on it and that she was giving away at a booth. And the one of those stickers was found on Gino's house somewhere. And she was, Jasmine was under the impression that this woman had been to her house. So this is all alleged. I can't prove this. This is what I've heard. And she, assuming that Gino was back messing around with his ex, who happens to be a porn star in their home that they share, is why she left. So that is what I heard. And as far as I know, she re returned to Michigan within the last eight days. So this is all that I know. Again, allegedly, I can't prove any of this information. This is information given to me. I am not passing it off as truth. I'm just telling you the opinion of what I was told. When it comes to the, when it comes to Jasmine and Gino, I, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say about them anymore. Yeah, Lindsay Ryder. <laughs> so okay, so late. What is that? L.A. Diva and. Panama. So how did Gina, Gino snag a porn star? And I think it has to do with the Sugar Baby website. I Again, allegedly. I can't prove any of this, but I think that he met her probably the same way he met Jasmine on like one of these sites. And this girl, Lindsay Ryder, is very beautiful. I don't know if you guys have seen her on Instagram. Very, very beautiful. And I Again, I don't want to come across as mean, but I, like everyone is saying, how is Gino bagging these beautiful women? Um, I think it has to do with the commas and zeros in his bank account. That's my opinion. I think that men become much more attractive based on the commas and zeros 
in their bank account. So when a woman is talking to the guy, there's like a, a TikTok video where a guy walks up to a girl at a gas station and he asks for her number and the girl says no. And then he immediately walks away from her and goes and gets into like a $300,000 car and the girl literally almost trips and falls running back over to the guy to say, hey, I'll give you my number now. And I think that it's that type of situation. Only gold diggers. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, a gold lot of times the women. Are them, man. Women wanting to get the get their green card. <laughs> oh, wait. Apple says that um, fellow blogger John Yates interviewed Lizzie Ryder. Um, it was her or another one of his sugar babies. Oh, I would like to. I'm going to go back and try to find that interview. I haven't heard her side of the story, which I think is very important because she's. Like this latest information she was a part of. And then also Jasmine says that that's the person who sent the photos to her job. So I think it's very important that we hear her side of the story as well, because we don't know, we're, we only know what we were told. We don't know. I don't believe that she sent, I don't believe she sent those pictures to her job. First of all, how does she know where, where, um, where she worked? How would she even know how to send those pictures? I think that was just something that either she made up or TLC put that in there. I mean, really? yeah. I mean, that, I think it would be interesting to hear her side. Um, so yeah, I, I think maybe if I'm going to look and see if I can find that interview. Oh, Pineapple said it was a few years ago. Oh, so it's been a while. Or maybe we can reach out to Lindsay and see if she wants to talk. Maybe she wants to talk. Maybe, you know, now that her name has been put into the, the story and the mix, maybe she wants to tell, you know, what happened specifically. Because sometimes there's the truth, then there's his side, her side, the third side, the back side, the front side. And then sometimes we just want to know the truth, you know, what really happened. So. I don't know. So. Ashley, did we talk about Ashley already? Yeah, we talked about Ashley already, right? Okay, so Sam and Citra's wedding, we saw that. They didn't they didn't do it until later. Oh yeah, we were talking about the laundry room. That's where we got off subject. We're talking about the laundry room and Sam Citra said it didn't last very long, but I think that's to be expected. You know, for someone who's been waiting this long, you know, I think that that was that's not his fault, I guess. But oh yeah, we were talking about how he said that she didn't seem as inexperienced as he thought a virgin would be. So what do you think that means? Because, you know, you you caught a liar um, earlier in, in the seasons with Mary, because Mary was a virgin and a virgin. And you caught that lie pretty early on. Do you feel like Citra was lying about that? Well, of course. I mean, she, I mean, she's gonna, she has to say she's a virgin. I mean, her dad thinks that she's a virgin. So, I mean, what, how would, she would be disowned by her, by her family if, if he knew that she was not a virgin. I mean, come she, on. She didn't have to lie to Sam, though. She could have just lied to her dad. Also, it's a weird conversation to have with your parents about your, you know, sexual. Um, I think, I don't think that, I think they were making that up because her and Sam, being intimate before you could you could tell i mean if you just really if you really watched them if you watched their chemistry if you watched how they acted around each other they were intimate before hmm interesting i mean 
I am under the impression that most people aren't virgins anymore. <laughs> like, so when we meet somebody who's a full-grown adult who claims that they've been in relationships before, it's really difficult to sell to me that you're not a virgin. You know, like I was raised in the deep South in in a, a cult religion, and I didn't make it into in the 20s as a virgin. You know, and it was very, very difficult to to not be one and I, it still happens. So it's really hard to believe in 2024 where people have so much more freedom that they're they're refraining, you know, and they're virgins when they get married. So, and okay, so yeah, PRB says it shouldn't matter. It really shouldn't, you know? And I think a lot of these religions, they're putting a lot of um, emphasis on things that are so unimportant. You know, I think that as long as you're following the rules of your religion and you're you're staying true to your morals and values, it shouldn't matter. You know, I don't know. I mean, like when it comes to when it comes to a guy, like I've like I've said before. I mean, I mean they they have. I'm pretty sure they've met the five sisters before. So I mean, I'm just saying. That's not that's that doesn't count though. But does it? Because I guess if a washer and yes, it does count. How's it not gonna count? But so <laughs> that means that the washer and dryer count too. Right. <laughs> just like the women. I mean, I'm pretty sure just about all these girls, women that claim that they virgins, I'm pretty sure they've met Barney too. <laughs> See, I don't I don't think that, that counts though. I think it has to be like a person. No. I don't know. Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean the five sisters does the same thing. <laughs> this conversation has taken a weird has taken a weird turn. It's taking a weird turn. That's okay, though. Um, Mark <laughs> says he doesn't know any adult virgins. See, I know. It, it's it's And if you do meet one, it's like you want to pull out the lie detector test, the polygraph, like just to say, just to be like, nah, that's a lie. You don't got to lie about it. But <laughs> next week, we're going to get into the tell-all. And I think that we were excited to see the tell-all because I was ready for some drama because this season, like I said, has been pretty lackluster. There hasn't been a lot of drama. I forgot all about Devin and Nick. Like, it's been so long. Like, this season has dragged on. We went through Thanksgiving this season with Christmas this season, New Year's, um, President's Day, Valentine's Day. We've been dealing with this same season, you know? And I feel like, and I want to say we're ready to move on to the next one, but it's happily ever after, and there's not a lot of new drama there. So I don't know how ready we are to jump into the Ed and Liz and um, Angela and Michael and Gino and Jasmine. You know, we're going right back into Gino and Jasmine. Oh, the tell-all is two parts, Coco Puff. Um, two-part tell-all. Um, so we're going to do one next week, one the following week, and then the very next week we're hopping right into Happily Ever After. Um, so it's it's um, no break in between. We're going straight in. Um, so I'm excited to see, you know, how these couples – end up and again i think i told you earlier somebody said that there was one surprise couple that they haven't announced for happily ever after and it's rob and sophie so i can't prove that it is or isn't but they they said that there's usually one um additional couple that they didn't announce who is going to pop up on the show and looking back this is usually true so, and I thought it might be true because Rob and Sophie have been going out of their way to not post anything together for like the entire duration of their season. 
which I thought was weird. And that might mean because they've been filming a new season this whole time. There is no telling. No telling whatsoever. All right. So, oh, wait. Portuguese says, are you going to talk about Brandon and Mary's situation? Okay, so real quick, because we got to end. But the Brandon and Mary situation is... This one is hard for me because I have a good friend um, that one of my best friends actually that passed away in 2016 from cancer. So the idea of them saying that she had cancer, which she did not, and then accepting money and taking money and refusing to give it back. And then we saw some um, comments that Mary made to a woman asking for her money back and where she proceeded to call the woman a Karen for asking for the money back. I just feel like this whole situation has gotten to the point where I'm heated, I guess. Like, I really just feel like, and at this point they keep continuing with the story. Like, instead of saying, I'm sorry, they keep continuing with the lies. And they're like, oh, well, I, I'm sorry. And I, I made a bad mistake and I panicked, you know. Panicking is one thing, but saying that you have a life-threatening disease and then asking for $250,000 when the country you live in gives you a universal health care, you know, where the, the treatment, if you had it, would be covered. And then she said that she needed surgery. And she was like, I got diagnosed today. I need surgery tomorrow. I've never heard of any type of situation where someone was diagnosed on a Monday and they're going to have a surgery on a Tuesday. You know, usually when it comes to cancer, there's so many different tests before you even find out you have it. They have to run so many tests and then you go straight into chemo depending on what level of cancer you have. There's like um, four stages, I believe. So depending on where you fall in that, that determines your treatment plan. And, you know, and the lack of information that she had on the subject i think it's why she made so many mistakes in her life i think that she didn't do her homework she just thought that she could get away with it and people were going to give her money and they did she did um receive i think about five thousand dollars on paypal um the people who gave the money on the funding site as far as i heard recently haven't gotten their money back did you hear any different mm -mm. From what I've heard, um, they're refusing to give it back. And then through PayPal, something about since it didn't go straight through them or something, they can't issue the um, right. They can't issue the refund. You would have had to pay and donate through their site in order for them to facilitate your refund. So apparently, in the in the site page, she put a PayPal name um, or handle and people were sending money directly to her PayPal and that, that can't be reversed. So mm -hmm. not only was she asking for money through that site, but she was also asking for direct donations, like straight to her. And there has been a lot of rumors. Somebody said that she bought an iPhone 15 with it. Like there's a lot of rumors going around. I don't know what's true and what's not, but I think that that money needs to be returned to the people that gave it to her because there's no exactly. reason. And I mean, I get if she wanted to ask for money because if she is going to be going through treatment for something and she's the only person working, she does have a daughter that she needs to take care of. You know, she has a husband that ain't doing nothing. So if she wanted to say, hey, this money would help take care of our daughter while I'm out of work, she could have said that. You know, there's nothing wrong with asking for help and being honest, but I think lying to people, it just, 
And Mark, you're right. It's starting to make um, the cast members, because a lot of cast members are like, I don't want to be in that category. I don't want people to think I would do something like that. You know, because a lot of people feel like they go on the show, they start a OnlyFans, and they start a GoFundMe, and the people feel like they're they're taking advantage of the fans. They're taking advantage of the people who watch the show. And in some of these situations, I think they really are. Because, yeah, um, Pineapple, Brandon can work if he wanted to. He um, don't want to. He does not want to. So he said that the language barrier has been an issue. But I don't know if you guys know, in most of these European countries, almost everyone speaks English. Um, they're bilingual there. Like, you know how you come to the U.S. and a Native um, American, a person of from this country usually doesn't speak more than one language in these um european countries overseas most everyone speaks um english as well as their native tongue so i don't think that it's that he can't find work because he can't speak the language of the land because mary speaks perfectly fine english and she's never been here and most people um in these countries especially the european countries they learn english because it's just a part of their their society because a lot of people that speak english come to those countries and they they either start businesses, they do business work there, or they visit, or they they just want to sightsee. And and it's it's opening up a lot of opportunities for them to yeah. Somebody said that to a call center job. A lot of call center jobs are outsourced well, from the Philippines. Right. Well, guys, remember he's not allowed to talk to to women. He's not allowed to talk to girls. Well, hey, ninety days on blast. Hey, Brooke. Um, you're right. He's not allowed to talk to women and. But I mean, in my opinion, if he's going to be bringing in an income, she's going to have to let him talk to somebody, right? Like, I don't know how long that they can live the life that they're living with only one person working and then she barely works. You know, like, I, I know things are much cheaper over there, but if you're asking people for money to fund your life, that's only going to last for so long. Only, you can only ask people for money for so long. I don't know. But you know what the sad, you know what the sad part is? is that when they started this big scam that they're doing, they're bringing that innocent baby in the middle of it, saying that they want, that she doesn't want to leave um, midnight. She she needs to be there to take care of her daughter. I mean, come on. You are bringing a, you are using, this right here is what pisses me off so bad, is because these freaking scammers, they use innocent people to reel in the, the fans to really in money you know what i'm saying and then on top of that talking about cancer i mean you guys know that i have two family members um one you know that they, they, they can't give um one family member um chemo because of the cancer where it's at and the other one is now placed on hospice they can't do nothing else for my family member so for you to for 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 her or anybody else to come on social media and to make make fun of cancer because that's exactly what she's doing she's making fun of it yeah. that really pisses me off like really really bad really, really bad it, it's it's crazy all right so we're gonna end this live and we're gonna come back tomorrow for ah. Uh, um, Diva Speaks says she's so sorry to hear that. I'm sorry to Didi about what's going on with your family. Thank it's, you, guys. It's, it's very heartbreaking because, like you said, this situation is real for so many people. And it's it's life-changing. And it's something some people never can get over. And then for her, it's just a way to make some money. 
So it's it's very very it's very hard. Says so you know I lost a very very close friend of mine. Actually, I lost two best friends in 2016. One was to kidney failure. One was to cancer. A very very rough year for me. So when I hear you know people making light of a really tough situation and all, I, I just think back of all the lives that were affected, not just me. Like these people left behind children and friends and husbands and wives and parents and all the and I'm just thinking you're you're making the situation small by pretending like it's it's not that serious and it's really irritating. So we're gonna come back tomorrow. Um we're just talk about the single life. Um and we'll try to do a 90 day diaries um episode two. We've been having trouble getting back to do that. We haven't done it in like ever, maybe. Like we're gonna try though I swear we're gonna try. Last week we couldn't do it, but hopefully next week we can talk about it. Um, Cause there's been a lot that happened on Diaries too that I want to discuss. Cause these are a lot of the OG people that we've been waiting to see come back. And now that we get a little insight, I want to talk about that with you guys. So everybody is caught up on where they are now, what they're doing and how their, their lives have changed since they were on the show. Okay, so make sure you guys are following my co-host DD. She's um, tagging this video. And make sure you follow me on all social media platforms at GeorgeMossy, GeorgeMossy.com. Anyway, catch your podcast, type in the George Mossy Show. Um, thank you guys for joining us and staying up late with us tonight. We'll talk to all of you guys tomorrow. And everyone have a wonderful night. Bye. Bye.